Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Steps Podcast. Um, this week I have uh, Joe Hurston with me, who's um, um, someone I uh, discovered via social media, like I, I do many uh, of, uh, of the guests that we have here, but um, when I when I ran into in, into Joe's post, I actually uh, didn't have uh, any way to really contact him. I just followed him on IG, and um, come to find out, him and um, uh, another another good friend of mine, uh, Nate Moore, are in the same fraternity. And I reached out to Nate and I said, "Hey, any way you can help me get in touch with this gentleman?" And he said, "Oh, yeah, no problem." Called him on the spot. Yeah. And uh, man, Joe, I really appreciate you doing this, man. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. No problem, man. I'm happy to be here. For sure. Awesome, awesome. So, um, you know, let's let's jump right in, Joe. You, uh, you know, you grew up with a a stepfather, um, whom mm-hmm. you you basically, like you said, don't before I, before we started the podcast, you were talking about how, you know, you you call him dad, so. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love for you to kind of just give us a quick breakdown of, you know, do you remember when you met, uh, you know, met yep. your dad? Do you remember kind of how that first reaction was? How old were you? Just kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So, um, when I met my dad, uh, I was four years old, uh, maybe four turning five. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in, uh, I was born in Detroit and, uh, kind of spent most of my, um, preteen years there. Until I was about nine or ten, but um, uh, I met him, and uh, my parents they they dated for a while, and uh, then they decided to get married. And uh, I'll never forget. I came home from school one day, and they were married. They went and got married on their lunch break. <laughs> um, so that that was like four. I was like four years old. So that's been quite a. That's been forty three years ago. Um, and uh, at first, I would say that. Um, I was a mean kid, right? You know, a new person coming into my mom's life. I don't know who he is. You know, I, I wasn't very accepting. I was kind of closed off. And uh, but he he stuck with it, and you know, he would he would uh, you know always interact with me, and you know, try to have fun with me and things like that. Never was mean to me or anything like that. So um, that, that's how we we met. I think my mom brought him home from uh, a date, and I was we were over my grandparents' house, and. Uh, she introduced him and I was like, who's this guy? So <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, when, you know, when you, you talked about how you're, you know, you, you were prickly, you know, for, for lack, yes, of a, very. lack of a better word, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, do you mind us mind walking us through maybe, you know, an instance or one maybe that just stands out to you that that uh, that that you'd be willing to share. Yeah, I feel bad about this one. Um, <laughs> so uh, I come from a very like um, religious family. We, we go to church every Sunday, um, yeah. you know, things like that. So at night you say your prayers before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was terrible, man. I, I would say, you know, I say, God bless you know, my mom, my grandmother, my grandfather, you know, my aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. and I say, don't bless Ted. And I wouldn't even call him Ted. I called him Ted at the time. And he would kind of chuckle and laugh. And, you know, he'd say, you really mean that? And I'd be like, yeah, I do. And, you know, and so that was when I first met him, and we were we were all sort of kind of figuring each other out. So um, that, that was, that's where he tells the story all the time, too. He, he, <laughs> he loves that story. 
<laughs> hey man, uh, I, you know that's as honest as honest gets right there. So I yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. No doubt. Um, yeah. Do you do you remember where you know maybe your relationship you know started to change? So you know you met him when you were four, and mm-hmm. you know whatever maybe everything that you guys have experienced. Do you remember that turning point where you were like? Hey, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere, and he just keeps on trying. Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it was probably I, I think I was about seven and or seven or eight, and my grandmother had passed away, and I was super close to my grandmother, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, it was a big loss for me. It was a big loss for our family, and his sort of uh, selflessness during that time. And how he just wanted to make sure I was okay because he just knew the relationship I had with my grandmother. And he was just always making sure I was okay, make sure I wouldn't spend too much time alone, He'd go outside with me, go for walks. You know, he if you want to talk about it, he let me talk about my grandmother or whatever. But he, he really handled that situation probably better than most people in our in our in my you know, my maternal family, right? He he really he was really like ingratiating and, and, and very caring when it came to that. And I, I think for me, he was starting to fill the void for my, my grandmother being gone. Cause I, she was like my confident. I could talk confident. I could talk to her about anything. I go to her with everything, even though I was young, like eight years old, but still, you know, eight years old, you think if, you know, Superman falls down, you think it's the end of the world or whatever, or Batman didn't beat up the Joker, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But even other more serious stuff, you know, he, he was just there. Yeah. For sure, and and you're and I feel like that's when at like seven eight, that's when you're more aware of like yes what's going on, you know, like you're yes you're starting to kind of put those pieces together too. So yes, uh, man, that it's crazy how that happened right at that time where you know, right maybe it was just divine intervention of like hey look this this is this is someone who who's who's here for you and this is how you know so thank yeah. you thank you I like yeah. I love that. Um, so, you know, I, I would love for you to kind of walk us through how maybe those those teen years went, you know, as as uh, as you know, you're you're becoming a you know, you're coming into your, your teenagehood, becoming a young man, a young adult. And, uh, yeah. you know, like that middle school to high, high school time frame, if you don't mind. Yeah, no problem. So um, about nine or 10, we moved to Chicago. Oh. We had no family there. Yeah, and so we moved to the north side of Chicago. And um, uh, if you, if anybody asks me where I'm from, I say I'm from Chicago because that's where I went to high school. That's where I have most of my memories. That's where all my friends, my best friends, are from. Gotcha. Um, so if you could think like you know losing my grandmother, then moving to a new city, not having my aunts and uncles and cousins because I have a bunch of cousins mm-hmm. there. Uh, it was just me, my mom, and my dad, right? And my mom was working um constantly and my dad was too but he had a more flexible schedule so that's when i would say we started to really bond as like like guys like you know not necessarily saying that he's my father and i'm the son it's more like just male bonding type of things so Mm -hmm. sports going for walks fishing um you know boating you know just getting in a canoe and things like that and uh (laughs) so um you know, he, he was my biggest fan or he is my biggest fan, still is my biggest fan. Right. So yeah. um, I played sports growing up 
Uh, he was always at every game. He was always making sure I got to every game. Uh, he would uh, he would make sure that I was prepared, not from a physical sense, but more from like a mindset sense, right? Mm-hmm. So he would say, you know, don't take it too seriously. You know, it's okay if you if you don't uh, if you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I re- at the time I wasn't really listening to that part. I was <laughs> trying to focus on being the best I could be and winning and all that good stuff. Um, and then we, we, we had one dust up one time when, um, and this is where I think transitioning from like middle school to teenage years, you're starting to get muscles. I'm starting to smell myself a bit. Uh, he thought that I did something and I didn't, and it was a miscommunication and we kind of, he, he pushed me and I jumped up and then he sort of looked at me and I looked at him and then he just sort of walked out the room in frustration. And then we came back and talked about it. And I explained like, look, I, you know, what you think happened didn't happen. And then we, we cleared up. And I think from there, it was just all smooth. Like it was, there was no, no issues. I mean, I, I had a illness. I got meningitis yeah. in high school. Wow. Um, and you would have thought that <laughs> the way he was at the hospital, I was in the hospital for like a month right? Bacterial meningitis. They didn't know what it was. They were trying to figure it out. I was 17. Um, in the middle of my senior season, I'm, I'm an All-American basketball player, all area, all state, all of this stuff. And he's he's trying, he's there every single day. He wasn't worried about me getting a scholarship or anything. He just wanted me to be able to be a, a well and walk and all that stuff again, right? And he really, really like, I mean, every day after work or before work, he was at the at the hospital with me or spending the night or whatever in the hospital. And if anybody's ever spent the night in the hospital, even when you're the patient, it's uncomfortable. So I can only imagine what that little chair is like. Yeah. So, so yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was, was there, was there ever a, a moment specifically that you could tell us where, you know, you, you, you started to transition from like, Hey, like, this isn't just my stepdad. Like this is, this is my dad here. Like, you know, that, that line is really blurred right now. Um, well, there was, uh, there was an incident. So, so (laughs) I lived a, a a crazy life. It's crazy good though. Right. Yeah. Um, so Chicago is very segregated. That that's the undergird sort of underlying thing that most people don't see. You see the violence and stuff on TV, but you don't see like the segregation of the city and how it's redlined and things like that in certain areas. So being from Detroit, we didn't, we, we moved into an apartment when we first got there. Uh, and then we wanted, my parents wanted a house because I think it was because my neighbors downstairs were probably complaining in the apartment that I was just too big, too loud, you know, everything else. Right. So I'm, cause I'm, you know, I'm a boy's boy. Right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boy. I'm playing with everything. I'm throwing stuff. You know? Yeah. So we, we, we moved into a house on the southwest side of Chicago and it actually got firebombed because we were the first black family to move there. Oh, man. Right? Uh, we, we hadn't moved in yet. Um, my parents had just closed on the house. The house got firebombed. I'm, I'm maybe, I'm in sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, and my parents are left with this dilemma, do we move in or not? So we decided to move in. So the, the, the shrinkage of your circle starts to happen more mm-hmm. in, the, in the aspect of now I don't trust any of my neighbors. I can't go outside and play with kids like you norm, like normal kids do. 
Sure. Uh, it's a racist neighborhood, you know, an area. Not everyone, but you know, there were racial overtones or undertones and overtones there. You know, we would call it racial epithets when they would ride by, they'd throw bricks through our front window, all that good stuff, right? So I would say that experience really bonded us as a family in general, but me and my dad, especially being the males wanting to protect my mom yeah. and him wanting to protect me. And I'll never forget one time um, uh, I was playing a, a rec league game in our neighborhood and someone did something. My dad came running out the stands and was about to just, I don't know what he would have done, but I'm glad I didn't find out because they, you know yeah. he got restrained before it could happen. But I, I don't think that that would have been a positive experience for the the person on the other end. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um. So, I I I like to I, I like to ask you, you know, about the your transition with with your dad, you know, with Ted, with going from you know you, you know, in in high school to like as a young adult. You know, and and really, what had what changed in terms of the the relationship aspect, right? Um, mm. Do do you feel like do you feel like it was like, oh, hey, I I have a new sense of respect for for you know for Ted, or um, you know, did anything happen, or was it just kind of like, hey, now now I'm I'm just cruising and we're we're equals, buddy. No, um, uh, definitely had, you know, tr- like the respect level just kept increasing over the years sure. just because I don't think he changed as much as I changed, right? He, uh-huh. he's, he's a high character, high value, very, like you can trust him with anything, right? Whether uh-huh. it's, hey, I'm going to tell you anything or, you know, um, he's going to show you who he is and he's going to be that person no matter what he doesn't change. Right. So I think that that started to rub off on me and I became more like him and became a better person. And I grew as a result. Now, um, he, I, I think one of the things that, that was, so we had an experience and, and I was in middle school and I, I was goofing off with some of my friends and, uh, they called the house. My mom wasn't there. My dad answers the phone. And he has to go up yeah. to the school to, you know, see what happened and what I did. Sure. And uh, I didn't get suspended or anything, but, you know, I had to, like, do some after school work or whatever, whatever it was. And uh, my dad was like, all right, we're not going to tell your mom because she won't handle this well. It was something minor. He was like, it was minor, just goofing off. Yeah. Um, but he, we never told her. We, like, just told her, like, maybe two years ago. <laughs> and he held that but that that's who he is right like if he yeah. promises you that he's not going to do something or whatever he's not going to go behind your back or he's not going to yeah. change and I think that for me I think it was when I was in college um I started to understand like y- you meet more people you see how their parents are or how they're not mm-hmm. and it just gives you a much better appreciation for what you have right so I started to see like my dad was, you know, a great guy, right? He's, he's, he's always there. He's, you know, he answers the phone. He never, he always calls me back. He never ignores me, um, makes me a priority. And I was seeing that wasn't happening for a lot of my friends. So then that, that just really helped me have more love and respect for him. Right. So. For sure. 
for sure. Um, you know, you you brought this up um, earlier, where you you know you talked about you changed versus him because he was more consistent. How much of consistency? How much of his consistency do you think just like slowly, you know, helped you and kind of heal you to trust him? I think that's all of it, right? I mean, um, when you you know. When you, so my relationship with my biological father, he was, I'm not gonna say he's a bad guy. He was, he was not as consistent as my dad, right? So when you look at, when, you know, you compare and contrast, you look at the differences and things like that, you start to figure these things out. So his consistency is 100% of why, like, I am who I am today or, or, you know, how I'm able to do the things that I aspire to do is because I learned a model from him of how to be. And that started to be my sort of thing, right? So, um, you know, making sure I put in the effort. And then you got like, then it starts to, it started to click for me when I really had my own kid, right? So when you have your own kid, and you realize you're a father and all the things you have to do as a father. And then I'm thinking to myself, I have a man who's my father or my dad who I'm not blood related to. And he's been there more than any other person I would say besides my mother uh, in my life. Right. Just super consistent. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, You know, you brought up, you you brought up your biological father. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I I love to switch gears a little bit and and talk about that relationship if you don't mind. Sure. Um, you know, with your with your biological father, you know, how would you describe that relationship? I think it was um, so, so. My biological father, so he has a he has another. I have a brother by my biological father, and I have a sister by my biological father. Um, if you ask them about their dad, he's great, right? He's a great guy, you know, everything that I probably just said about my dad, they would say about him. Yeah. But my experience wasn't like that, right? And I've, I've had to, my, my biological father recently passed in August. So we had to go to, I went to a funeral and, you know, connected with my brothers and sisters, you know, we talked and we had to have a serious conversation. One of the things from the conversation is I had to explain to them, like, I wasn't absent because I didn't like him as a, as a, person i just think that our relationship was not the same that they had uh, with him as a dad um and again uh when you have your own kid and you realize the sacrifices you make and the things you do and you don't see someone doing that and you're their kid yeah it starts to build up a little bit of resentment so i i held on to that for a while and i probably shouldn't have and actually it was my wife once we got married um once we started dating and got married, she was the one that made me reach out to my biological father more. And as we, you know, as time went on, we had a semblance of a relationship, but like I said, the consistency wasn't there with who he is and and who he was for me. So um, there was a strain there, but I wouldn't say that uh, we weren't like enemies or I didn't hate him. It was just more of those things. One of the things where it was like, I respect you, you know, uh, love you as a, as a person and, and, and for giving me life. But um, it, our day, to, I wouldn't talk to him every day or every week or anything like that. Not like I do with my dad. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. 
and I, yeah. I'm sorry for your loss, man. That I, I oh, thank I, you. I appreciate it. Though that you know, you guys were able to, you as in your 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 siblings were able to, you know, have this moment together, though, you know, through mm-hmm. through this unfortunate experience, right? Um, yeah. One thing I want to add. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No. Go ahead. My my biological's biggest cheerleader was my dad. Oh wow! Think about that, right? Wow. He would say, look, you need to go see your father. You need to have a relationship with him. You need to talk to him. You need to stop being so distant. Stop, you know, don't be stubborn. You, you know, you, you got to go see him. You, you, he would be the one pushing for that, right? Mm-hmm. Pushing for me. He, he and my wife would be the ones pushing for me to have that relationship. Now, my mother, she knows that I'm, once I make up my mind or I get, you know, if I get focused on something, it, yeah. it's not going to vary or change much. Yeah. But they were the ones... My dad and, and my, my wife were the ones, and he was my, my biological father's biggest cheerleader, no matter what, right? He's like, wow. you got to have a relationship with him, talk to him. And, and that just, like I said, that just speaks to his character uh, yeah. and his high value standards that he has and, and just who he is. Super consistent, man. Can't, he's a rock, man. I, 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 I tell people all the time I couldn't ask for a better life. That's, man, that's amazing. I, I love that. And I, wow, I, I'm in awe. Yeah. I'm in awe. Um, so I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to switch gears back to, you know, your, your relationship with, uh, with Ted and, um, mm-hmm. specifically I would, I would love for you to kind of tell us, you know, maybe the biggest, maybe the biggest thing, life lesson you learned from him. <laughs> um, <laughs> the there's a, there's a couple, about. right? There's a couple, right? Because he, he and I have some inside jokes, right? So, sure, sure. Um, you know how people say happy wife, happy life type of thing? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my dad would always say, or he always says, look, just say yes and go sit sit down somewhere. Just disappear. Just say yes and disappear. <laughs> he says, it's much easier that way. He said, by the time it comes back up again, they will forget what they said. You know, your, your, your wife will forget what she said. It'll go your way anyway. So just, just don't even. He's like, don't, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. And I think that one of the things he really stressed with me and, and really, um, really still stresses to this day is having um, a religious sort of foundational spiritual relationship with a deity. So in our case, it's God. You know. Um, sure. Uh, Christian Christianity based um, uh, faith, uh, and he stresses that all the time, saying that you know it's got to be something bigger than you. It can't just be about you, because if you're just living for you, you'll make bad decisions. So you have to have, hold yourself to a higher standard. And he's like, you know, use your faith and your belief in God as that standard, and that's something that he's just always sort of has been his sort of steady heartbeat for me all the time like just sure. peppering that in every single time yep i love that i love that man yeah <clears throat> excuse me um mm-hmm. with with your with your relationship right with uh, mm-hmm. your relationship with ted um you know you brought up your you brought up your your son um mm-hmm. and before we started you we uh, you had t- talked about how you know at you did you and your your son's uh mother you guys separated and then you're mm-hmm. now remarried um mm-hmm. is just, is is there anything that you've taken from you know your relationship with with your dad to what 
you are experiencing or what maybe, you know, your your now wife is experiencing with your son, right? Because now you're a new blended family, right? Right, right. Uh, yeah, there, there, there are a lot of things, right? Um, sure. But it's a different relationship when it's, I think it's a different relationship when it's male to female. Sure. Um, sure. My wife is just naturally nurturing, naturally sort of maternal. She doesn't have any of our own kids. Yeah. But she is super maternal. Like you would think that like if you've seen us out, you would think that that was her kid. Like no one ever, they have to like, people have to like peel back the onion and say, Oh, that's not your son. Yeah. Um, she's, uh, she's consistent in that way about being, you know, really, um, consistent with my son and, and being there for him and, and supporting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes I sit back and, and, I'll talk to her about the relationship and, you know, she struggles with some things, but other things, you know, know, overall it's fine. Right. It's it's great. Right. But you know, there are times when there's like a little, do I say anything? Do I not? And I tell her all the time, just say something. If you feel like saying something, just say it. You're not overstepping. Right. He's, he's, he's not on the same level as you or equal to you. You're definitely, there's a hierarchy here. And you are a parent, a parental figure. And I think my son enjoys it. Like, he loves it. I think he, the way he looks at it, I think, is that he has two of everything, right? Almost, right? So he's like, I can go to my mom's house, I go to my dad's house. I got two moms. Yeah. That means I get more gifts, you know, things <laughs> like that. He's 24 now. He's 24 now. But, oh, uh, you okay. know, when he was yeah. younger, I think he, I think he really liked it, right? And then he, sure. he likes it even more now. Um, my wife actually helped him start his career. So he works in film and television, and so does my wife. And she, wow had him work on a set. And from there, he's, they've been calling him back and he's now working for Tyler Perry studios and he wow. has a great job, great career. Yeah. Good for, man. Yeah. Congratulations for him. That's, uh, Thank that's you. awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you brought up, you brought up something that I want to touch on and which was the struggles, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do you mind talking to us a little bit about, some of the struggles you faced with, with Ted that, uh, you know, kind of just throughout the years. I, I think as I, like I said, I can be very bullheaded and stubborn and um, sure. I'm an alpha male and I don't, I mean, everybody tells me that they've been telling me that ever since I was younger, I'm, I'm very like dominant. Like I'll, I'll fill up a room if it's not full and if you're not ready, I'll run right over you. I've worked on not doing that anymore, right? But when I was younger, being very like ambitious and trying to make my way, I would sometimes struggle with my dad because he's very laid back and easygoing. And I want, I'm, I want to fight. I want to, let's go. Like, come on, dad, you can't let these folks talk to us like this or we can't <laughs> let that happen. He's like, no, nah, relax. It's okay. We'll, yeah. It'll be fine. You know, yeah. they'll, 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 you know it'll, it'll all clear itself up in the wash. And I'm like, well, let's watch them. You know, all right. so <laughs> there would be a budding of heads there at times because I'm, I'm very high, strong, very want to, you know, especially if I feel like somebody's taking advantage of me. And um, that's how I used to be. I'm more like him now. Right. I'm just like, ah, it's OK. You know, it's not worth it. That type of thing. Yeah. Um, he he so that we would butt heads then. And then there, there were other times where I would say, like, um, uh, what he would emphasize and what I would emphasize would be two different things. Like, uh, like I said, I love sports. I'm very into sports. My dad's not just not that way. He likes sports, but he's not in love with like, it's not, it doesn't drive him. Right. Sure. Um, so, so, you know, we would 
butt heads over that. And then, you know, the whole competition thing, he doesn't look at other people as competition. I look at everyone as competition, right? So he's, <laughs> you know, and he's like, what are you, why are you, you know, why are you so competitive and things like that? Like, Dad, we got to win. He's like, well, what is winning? You know, he explained to me. I'm like, well, we're going to set a goal and we're going to accomplish it. That's a win. Yeah. He's like, well, what if we were to, uh, you know, set milestones, reach each milestone and have them work to a goal? That's more wins along the way as opposed to just trying to hit a home run every time. Let's hit some singles and doubles. He used a sports analogy on me for a guy that doesn't like sports, right? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I love it. I know, I, I know, right? Um, and, you know, it made me think, right? And it just really slowed me down. But but some of our struggles were very much like, you know, mentality-wise and, and just, you know, I, I would get mad at him sometimes because I felt like maybe he didn't emphasize things enough. Sure. But for certain things that were his passion or his thing, he would, you know, I was like, oh, who's this guy? Wow, he's about to punch your lights out. That type of thing, so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Do do you think that do you think that because of, you know, how young you were when, you know, your dad came into your life to just all these years now of of, mm-hmm. of everything you guys have gone through, um the 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 transition to like Ted to dad was just natural? <sighs> Uh, I don't know. I I think it was because I was so young. Right. And then, you know, you, there's only so much you can handle as a young kid. You're going to need a father figure or a parental figure. Right. I just happened to be blessed to have a mom and a dad, you know, that were in the same household and all that good stuff. So I think like naturally as time went on, I remember the first time I called him dad and he, I think he almost cried. Like he was just like, wow, you know, um, uh, and I was about, yeah. So I think I was, uh, I want to say it was around uh, holiday season. And, uh, my dad used to, he had a side business where he had a, um, he would clean like professional offices as a side mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And so he would take me along with him. And, uh, I didn't realize I was cheap labor, but you know, he would take <laughs> me along. I was having fun. Right. Yeah. I'm having fun. I'm, I'm able to run through all these offices. And, yeah. You know, I'm helping him. And, you know, and I, I think it was around holiday season, and we came home, and um, he had gotten me a present, something that I really wanted, and I just like, thank you, Dad. And then he looked, and I looked, and then, I went, well, I guess it's Dad from now on. Then so then I just kept calling him Dad after that. But he was just, you know, he was overjoyed. It's almost like he felt like, all right, I got him. You know, like I got him to to. <laughs> Yeah. I, I broke through. Like he broke yeah. through. Like okay, he's my son now. He's he's accepting it. Like as as the son. So so that was that was good. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, throughout throughout this journey, um, you know, you we we talked about just how young you were, and you know, as now you you have a a, a, a child who's an adult now. You know. Um, mm-hmm. How has how has that relationship looked where uh you know your son and you know Ted ha- developed a relationship and um you know was was do, do you do you see that same consistency and that level and, and oh, um, how's that, even how's more that so work? yeah it's even more consistent right um 
you know, as my dad's gotten older, he's become more who he is, right? So he's, he's even more super consistent, right? So sure. um, his his willingness to do anything for his grandson and, you know, they, they planned a trip the other day and didn't even tell me. I was a little bit jealous, right? So they're going to, <laughs> they're going to Florida. <laughs> so they're going to Florida together. And uh, they, they, at the last minute, they said I could tag along. I was like, tag along? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yes. That's the yes. poor man's the, invite. Oh. Right. It's the poor man's invite. But, but I, you know, like I said, he, 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 you know, he and my, my son, my dad and my son, they, you know, they bond, they have their own thing. They talk on, you know, they do their thing. And, you know, sometimes I'm included. Sometimes I'm not. Um, a lot of times we try to do things together as, you know, three generations, um, you know, we'll, we'll go watch, you know, we'll go to a professional sports game or we'll go, um, you know, try to, to eat or something like that, or, or we'll just sit around the house or things like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's, 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 I see, it's fun to watch because I kind of sit back and I watch my son sort of picking up different things and like, you know, I see the light bulbs going off and, you know, and I love it. I mean, I'm glad that they have their, their own time together and, you know, they do their thing sometimes. For sure. For sure. No, I love that. Yeah. Um, what's, what's something, if anything, you know, that you can remember, um, that that like you that you know now that you wish you had known you know at when when you were when you were younger right yeah um i wish you know you you think about a lot of things like that i mean you know besides knowing lottery numbers um <laughs> uh, yeah i love I, w- <laughs> I wish uh you know i, I just wish i knew the value that my dad was bringing, you know, when I was younger, like in those early, the, the value to the household, the consistency he was bringing, the, the foundation he was, he was laying and things like that. I wish I would have known that more. I would have had a better appreciation for it. I think a lot of it, I, I just thought everybody's family was that way or everybody's situation. Cause my cousins, they had their dads and they're all in the same household and all that stuff. So I was the only one really stepdad. Um, so, and I would say I probably had the best dad out of all of them. Um, but that foundation he was bringing, that calmness, that, that steadiness, uh, to, you know, the household and keeping things in order and, and keeping everyone sort of calm and, and, and relaxed. Right. So, um, not getting too high and too low. I wish I would have known that and appreciated it much earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's huge, man. That's huge. I, I love that. That's the first time someone's ever said that. That I love that. I love that. Um, you know, so, I mean, this may be an obvious answer, but um, I'd love for you to just describe to us the role your dad played for you, right? What, yeah. what, what do you feel like, obviously you call him dad. So that, that's like right. I said, that's the obvious answer, yeah. but I, I'd love for you to just unpack what the role meant, that value that you were talking about, right? Right. Um, so I use a lot of sports analogies because that's pretty much my whole life, right? So you, you know how, like, you have uh, – uh, so since I play basketball, you'll, you'll have, like, a point guard, or center, or forward, and you have the coach. Yeah. For a professional sports team, really the, the makeup of the fabric of the organization is a general manager, Right. right? 
and they're the person who's putting everything together and kind of guiding that team and getting yeah. putting things like this is the talent you have so I'm going to match a player up that complements that talent well for me my dad was like that general manager right he'd like say he would see things like oh this is something he he excels at so let me put him in a situation or put things around him so that he can even be more successful and enjoy it. Right. Or, yeah. or, or see if he has a passion for it. So he's sort of like the general manager. Um, uh, and uh, he, he orchestrates things for me in a way that and sets the table for me in a way that makes it kind of smooth for me just to go right through and, and accomplish what I need. He, he sort of moves all those barriers out the way, whether it's, Hey, I need him to, when my son was younger and I was traveling a lot for work, I said, Dad, can you come down and stay a week so I can travel? Or if it's just, hey, um, I found this thing, you might want to try this. He would never like say you should do this or do this. It would be like, you might want to look into it. Yeah. You may or may not like it, that type of thing. Wow. And it was always suggestive. And I think that that he he knew how to attract, what they say, you attract more with honey than you do salt or whatever. Yeah. He knew how to like, you know, cleverly use the honey and make things your own decision when he's really not manipulating, but, but just giving you choices and things like that. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. No, I I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, what, what would you say is, um, maybe the biggest challenge you guys faced, you know, that you and your dad faced, um, you know, throughout these years. And if there's more than one, you know, sure. But, yeah, just kind of thinking through that. I think, I think my biggest challenge now with my dad is that he's getting older, and he gets he can, he gets super comfortable with not doing anything sometimes. <laughs> and I want him to like, I'm like, Dad, get up, let's let's do something. Don't just lay. But he, you know, he's older, right? So I got to. Yeah. So, you know, that's a challenge for me. And I think also another challenge would be he has his way of doing things, and now I've developed mine. I kind of took from both my mom and dad and I tweaked what they taught me and then pull in some other things from experience I've had. So a lot of times when it comes to uh, joint decisions as a family, or if we're doing things, I want to do it my way and my dad wants to do it his way. So, but I've learned to pull back now, right? Just let him, yeah. let him have his way, let him do it. You know, he, he's, he's 80, he'll be 81 in January. So wow. yeah, me, pushing it, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm pushing an 81 year old down the stairs or something like that. Right. So I'm just gonna, yeah, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> no, no, but you know, it's like, I, I want him to be happy. I want him to, to feel, you know, empowered and things like that. So I don't want to always, you know, just, just have my way with him. So I, I think a lot of the times the challenges now are just basic men, just, you know, yeah. The masculinity, the the alpha male, and him being the, the the patriarch of the family, and me trying to, or matriarch, I guess it would be no patriarch. I figured the male, whatever the male dominant yeah, figure yeah, in the yeah. family. I, I hear what you're it's, saying. It's sort of like Lion King. It's sort of like Lion King, right? With with, with Simba and you know. yeah. So you know, I'm becoming a young lion or a lion in the jungle now. I guess I'm not so young anymore, but I feel like it's my time and that type of thing. So. No, I got you, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. In in your guys's you know relationship and how you how you've evolved you know is there anything you would do differently? Wow, um, I never really thought of that. I think I think the only thing I would probably do differently is um, 
I think that I would have probably, because for a while I lived out of state, right? So we didn't live close to one another. I lived in Alabama. My parents lived in Chicago. I think that instead of living in Alabama, I probably would have wanted to go to Chicago to spend more time with them during those years of like adulthood when, you know, we would see each other every holiday or, you know, you know, probably average once a month, but I, I would just, I think I miss that day to day because now we see each other every day, right? I can go over to their house. They live seven minutes away, you sure. know, but it's different, right? So, but I wish I would have had, had spent more of my, my dad's younger years and my younger years together mm-hmm. on a more consistent basis, like an everyday basis. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I'd like to switch topics just slightly here and, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, talk about your, your mom, um, and mm-hmm. the relationship, you know, your mom and your dad had with each other. Um, was there, was there anything that really stuck out to you in terms of like them forming the, this family for you to, you know, have these values, have these things that you can look back on where you're like, Hey, this is dad. You know, you don't need to, yeah. there's nothing else going on here. You, that's what you can mm-hmm. consider him. You don't have to call him that, but do you, do you, right. is there anything that kind of stood out in terms of that relationship that you can think of? Yeah. So the, the, so the, the, the joke, joke like, man, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So there was always a joke between like my uncles and my dad. Sure. And because uh, my mom is, she's a handful, man. She is high, strong, <laughs> high, high power, high energy. She's going to go a million miles an hour, and yeah. she's going to tell you what she feels and what she thinks. She doesn't hold back. She doesn't bite her Twice. tongue. And uh, right, and so everyone would always say, "Man, why did you choose her?" <laughs> that was like our <laughs> biggest thing. <laughs> I was like, "Wow," but I, I think that what where their relationship for me, um, uh, just the, the united front they always had. It was never a, uh, well, dad said this and mom said that. They were very strategic and, and very unified on directions they wanted to go, mm-hmm. um, things they wanted to do, um, how they wanted them done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the expectations for me were very clear. There, there, there was no ambiguity. There was no... Well, my dad would say, oh, don't worry about that. No, it was, hey, we want this, and this is what it's going to be. Sure. Um, I, I think that that their, their, their sort of united front and their sort of, you know, always being on the same page mm-hmm. was, was very, like, it helped me to understand, one, how to have a relationship and, and, and build a family. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, uh, it also showed me that their love was at a, at a different level because some things they wouldn't even speak about, but they would know like, oh, this is what this is what my my mom would want, or this is what my dad would want, and they wouldn't even be together, but they would come out with the, the same outcome, or the same. Yeah. yeah, I always told them they needed to go on um, the, the dating game or, or one of those you know couples games where you have to guess. <laughs> like they would get it every single time because they know everything about each other. It's always been that way. Always. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your biggest lesson that, that you learned learn from them? I think my biggest lesson from my parents, um, besides having a, a spiritual foundation, I would right. think that 
the, the biggest lesson I've learned is that um, they, they've always told me to go after the things that I want, mm. but never, never, ever will you ever have, you, you'll, you'll, you'll always do the right thing, always do the right thing and do right by people, good things will happen to you. It may not seem like it every single time, don't don't ever screw over anybody. Don't don't cut uh, cut corners or take shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to you know bypass the process. Yeah. Do right by folks and stay stay consistent and stay steady. You'll get the results you want. I love that. I love that. What would you consider your your biggest win with your dad? Um. I think it's the trust, right? My dad trusts me. Like, sure. It's like, he, he, he even calls me now to say, Hey, how should I do this? Or, you know, who should I use for this or Mm -hmm. things like that? So it's kind of like, he's flipped it on me a little bit, right? I used to call him all the time and say, how, how does this work? Whatever. But now it's like, Hey, um, even for things that I don't even really know, I'd say, dad, I really don't know. He'd be like, you, you can figure it out. I know you can't trust you. You know, (laughs) just figure it out. Yeah. And it, it's not like it's something like where I got to go, you know, build something or something like that. But right. it'll be like, you know, it may be something around the house that needs to be fixed or something that, you know, he wants to do. And he'll be like, just right. can you figure it out for me? Tell me what I should do. And I'm like, Dad, you sure you want me to make this decision? This could be costly. He's like, no, go ahead. You figure it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, um, and, and I, but <laughs> one of the things that I try to do is uh, I give him all the options. Say, hey, look, you know. So I'm using that power of suggestion that he was using on me before. Yeah, right? I'd say, yeah. well, okay, you, you you have this option and this may be the best one or it may not be considering these other sort of factors. And, and you know, he'll say, well, which one do you think? I'll say, I don't know. I mean, you know, and then, you know, but the trust, I think, is the biggest thing that, that uh, you know, we have that, that I don't think anybody can take. Like, you could say stuff about me and my dad would be like, no, it's not my son. I know he didn't do that. And he knows for a fact, yeah. like, not him. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Um, what, what is, how do you define a step parent? You know, because you've had it now from your, with your dad, with Ted, and then mm-hmm. now you're on the opposite side as well, where you brought right. a son into your, your marriage, right? Um, right. So how 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 are, how do you define that, and does it look different from from uh, from those angles, right? Well, I think for me, I define it by by this, and I think I said this on one of my posts. Um, he's a dad by choice, mm. and he also the love supersedes the blood. Sure. So because we're not. So, so I think that in any relationship, mm-hmm. if the love is there and you're choosing to be there, that's much stronger than any other, because he could walk away or he could pull back or he could be like, I'm not going to deal with this prickly kid and yeah. screw it. But he chose to be there. And I, I don't think it was all because of, he just loved my mom so much. I just think yeah. he also had a, a love for me and, you know, just, you know, like, Hey, and he's a good kid or whatever. He could be a good kid. And so I just define it by, you know, the, the choice to to love is, is much greater than any other sort of relationship you can have. It's, it's sort of like you, you get to choose your 
friends, but not your family. In this case, he got to choose his family. So. Wow. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, wrap, wrapping up here, man. Um, mm-hmm. in, in, in this journey that you guys, you know, just kind of continue that you're continued on and, um, everything mm-hmm. that you guys have gone through, um, with your, with, with your dad, uh, Ted, and then with your, you know, biological father, um, mm-hmm. you, you talked about how your, your dad, Ted was like his, the, the biggest champion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in everything that you've obviously experienced with his passing as well. Mm-hmm. Was there, was there ever, was there ever a time where you thought, man, man, I should have done that. I, I should have listened to him a little bit more and, and, and reached out, you know, did kind of any of those feelings come about in that sense? Yeah. So, you know, you definitely have a, a feeling of, of guilt, right? So, so sure. what, what happened with my, with my biological father, um, he had called me a week before he passed away and I was, I was doing a whole bunch of things and, you know, I tried to call him back. He didn't answer. Mm-hmm. He kept the last time I spoke with him, I'll never forget. He said, you need to come see me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I, I thought it was more like, Hey, you know, I hadn't seen you in a while. I need, you need to come see me. Um, and then when he called and I wasn't able to answer the phone and then we didn't speak. And then he passes away a week later, um, like a week to the day. Uh, that really had an effect on me. Like, wow, you know, I should have probably, not even probably, I should have just listened to my my stepdad or or Ted, my dad more about my relationship to to have one with with my biological father. Because who knows how it could have been or would have evolved to. Uh, There's definitely, you know, you look back, you have some regrets. And, you know, I'm I'm not a perfect person. I don't profess to be. And I know that I made some emotional decisions that were, were mistakes with when it came to my relationship with my biological father. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last question here for you. And um, yep. this is really, really, um, I'm just kind of curious is um, what do you think Ted for the most? Oh man. God, I don't even know if there's a most. It's also high. Like every, I think for everything, man. Just like that—that's impossible to pinpoint to one thing. But I, I thank him the most for choosing to be a father to me. I, I think that that's oh, wow. the thing that I thank him the most for. Because, man, uh, you know, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't easy to get along with at first, and him just just showing up every day, just trying to fight through. Yeah. I think of the most for that and, and just the, man, I mean, foundation, the, the consistency, the everything. I mean, it, that, that list is long. I, I, you know, I don't know that I could rank one more than the other, but just his love for me and everything else, just that supersedes everything, I guess you say. So, so him just, just choosing to be there, man, it was, it was great. It's, it's been great. Like it continues to be like, even to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I love yeah. it. Hey, man, I, I, I thank you again. I, I really appreciate you just sharing your story. And uh, you know, just giving us giving us a, a, a dive into your life and everything you went through, and um, man, I, I really really appreciate it. Thank you again. Thank you, man. Thanks for allowing me to share. Like it's therapeutic to talk about it too. And then you know, I'm, I hopefully I get to show this to him, and then he can see. He'll probably start crying. And 
they'll we'll go out and I don't know, probably hit some golf balls or something afterwards. I don't know. I love but. it. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.